Hello, welcome to Sheffield Port Gamers uh, official podcast. This is Rick. Uh, this is episode 13. I'm joined today by Samuel. Hello, Samuel. Hi. Hello, thank you for joining me. It's a pleasure to have you again. Speak right. to you. Pleasure to be on. Uh, we're, still, we're still in the middle of lockdown, so things are still... Uh, all the pubs and clubs are still shut. So, therefore, the game club is still shut at the moment. So, yep. we're still keeping things going with online games and uh, people chatting on the forums and things like that. But um, meetings in person are, uh, are not going at the moment. But uh, with, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, hopefully, little things will start changing soon. But uh, to what extent? It's all up in the air, isn't it? We don't know yeah. Yeah, yeah, what's happening. So, <laughs> it's hard to tell at the moment what's, uh, what's going to happen yeah, and how things are going to yeah. pan out in the future. So, yeah, it's a, especially in a hobby like this where you're kind of passing stuff backwards and forwards, you are sitting in close proximity to other people as well, like around a table. It is very much a hobby that is, you know, best or mostly done face to face, you know, and with other people for the majority of it. So, it, you know, it is quite affected quite a lot by, you know, the COVID situation mm-hmm. and the lockdown. It, it is, uh, we, I've been playing a few online games, but I do find it's, it's better face to face, it's more. You know, more engaging and more personal. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm. I do prefer that. Yeah, I mean, I'm a bit lucky because my um, girlfriend is obviously is also very into board games. She's come to the club a few times, and mm. so we've been playing a lot on board game arena, and um, but FaceTiming at the same time so we can talk to each other. Right. Um, yeah. At the same time, we FaceTime every day. Yeah. We always play some form of. Well, we always play board games of one sort or another, either on there or yeah. on the iPad or wherever. Yeah. Yeah, that's so that um, been cool that's now. the same same situation I'm in with Tracy, my wife, we obviously live together and yeah. um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, but there was an interesting uh, poll on Board Game Geek. So this was, this was a question that got asked and people have obviously replied to that. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, um, have you been gaming in person more or less? So the, the majority, uh, as you would expect, is much less. Yeah. Uh, 44% of people said much less. Okay. Um, I'm pro- myself and you, maybe as well, Samuel. I don't know. You can probably tell me. We're, we're probably the other side. I'm probably gaming more. I'm with Tracy. Uh, I'm on furlough at the moment, and so is Tracy. So, we've, okay. you know, we've been we've been doing jobs around the house, and you know, we've had a couple of day, nice days of weather. So, been uh, doing out doing a bit of gardening and yeah. things like that. But to pass the time as well, we've we've been playing games. So I've been playing games nearly every day uh, for the past few weeks. So. Yeah, I mean, I've probably been playing board games more often than. Than I have been because I've been chatting to Zoe mm. with my girlfriend every day, and we've been playing games uh, there. Um, which you know, if we would would have been able to see each other, you know, she'd yeah. stay for a couple of days or whatever, and then we wouldn't chat so much, you know, all the times in the week mm. when she wasn't here because we wouldn't need to. Um, so yeah, probably wouldn't play as much. So on this poll, yeah. only two percent put much more gaming much more in person. Okay, and then somewhat more was twelve percent. So there are a few people that are getting yeah, you know, more games in one way or another. Yeah, that's gaming in person yes. now. I don't. Yeah. I haven't been doing any more gaming in person. I've been doing less gaming in person. It's all yeah, online. Yeah. Um, so if they're asking specifically about in person, then it would be that'd be a very different answer actually. Yeah, it does specifically say in person. Yeah, yeah. So actually, that would be. I mean, for you actually, it wouldn't be because you've obviously been yeah, with yeah. your wife. But in my case, it would be completely different because yeah. <laughs> all the mine's been online basically. Yeah. Um, so we've been trying a few different a few different games, uh, so that we wouldn't usually bother playing with. Um, we, we usually play once or once a week or once a fortnight anyway. So playing every day, obviously, we need a bit of variety in there. So we've you know been playing a few a few different games. So we're going to talk about some of those short lists, some games that we've been playing. Uh, another thing I wanted to mention is that um, there's been in the news is the uh, most of the conventions and most of the meetings have been cancelled now as as was kind of pretty much expected. 
Um, a, a lot of the big ones are being cancelled and postponed. So Gen Con, BGG Con, Essence cancelled, uh, Dice Tower East, that's been cancelled. Most are planning for a, a 2021 uh, meeting of some sort. Yeah. How, how that's actually going to pan out, we don't know yet. Uh, how things are going to change, if they are going to change, I, think, I guess it depends. These are sort of conventions that are all over the world. So yeah. some places might be hard hit or differently hit than others. You know, you can't just say that everything's going to be the same. But uh, yeah. it, it's difficult to see how, even in a year's time, it, it, if um, you know if things are going to be different, if things are going to change, uh, how it's yeah, going to affect things. We can't predict what it's going to be like in a year and how mm. well these things could go ahead at that point. Yeah, next weekend, it's... it would have been this year's UK Games Expo. That's next weekend yeah. from what we're talking. Yeah. But that obviously got... Well, last I heard it, it got moved to August, but it may have... May well have got cancelled since then. I don't know. So people are people have obviously paid for hotels and travel and things like that. So there's a lot of people trying to claim back. I planned to go um, to cancel my hotel. Well, I, don't, mm. I hadn't actually paid for it. I'd only booked it, um, so right. I cancelled that. And I got my I paid. I bought my ticket already, so I got the money back for that because they were when they changed the date. They said they well by a particular date. You, if you didn't indicate that you still wanted your ticket, they would refund you. So mm. I went for that because I, I decided it was just too unknown as to what was going to happen. I didn't really want to. I didn't think it was, you know, two of those notes can happen. I don't really want to be booking things at the moment. Yeah. So a lot of the bigger ones can probably absorb the cost of, you know, postponing it and putting it to the next year. But yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that there's a few smaller ones that will probably be struggling or, or yeah, might not, and, uh, uh, yeah, might not have an easier time to to rearrange things as, you know, the bigger the bigger conventions would be. Well, Aircon got very lucky because I went to Aircon with the weekend just before everything shut down, basically. Yeah, that was just before, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. the last. I mean, that's basically after I got back. That was the week when everything stopped closing. That was mm. the week. That was the first one we didn't. You know, board games was off. Was that Tuesday after that was the first time? So I mean, I bought loads of games at Aircon. I haven't played any of them yet. <laughs> oh, no. I, I played. I played two of them. Yeah. Because um, I t- played a couple of them on the following weekend. But we've right. um, been sitting there since then, mostly. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh well. But yeah, I mean, it's. So it wasn't even a week later, as it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't, I didn't suffer any ill effects from going there. Well, if oh, I didn't good. get COVID, it was completely symptomless. But I feel like I probably didn't. I don't know if, any, don't know if anybody, I don't know if anybody else did who went there. Yeah, that's one of the common yeah. things I've sort of read and heard about is the uh, the the feeling a bit rough after you get back from these kind of places. Whether it's because of the aircon or the travel or whatever it might be, it's um, yeah, yeah. People find that they, they're usually suffering afterwards. Uh-huh. Uh, with sort of colds and snuffles and things like that, so yeah. you were you were okay, were you? <laughs> yeah, I was fine. Uh, good. Didn't get good. ill with anything. <laughs> yeah, but I'm 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 the kind of, I don't tend to get ill very easily. Mm. Um, I very rarely have days off of being ill. Um, yeah, well, that, that's another thing as well. Uh, obviously, we're we're fit and healthy, and you know, looking looking okay at the moment. But uh, it, it, there there are people who are going to be. Either vulnerable to these sort of things, or you know, live with people yeah. who are vulnerable. So, who, who, even if things do open up in the short term, they'll they'll not you know want to go back. No, exactly. And start meeting. So, what well, one of the um, one of the things that people have been saying on the forums and stuff is that um, they're more likely to start off gaming with uh, people they know, so like close friends or yeah, you know, people in a in a small group. So, probably four or five people, maybe. We'll get together at somebody's house rather than you know yeah. going to a club as such and sort of meeting up with yeah. with other people. Where they you know they they don't necessarily meet them every day. Yeah. Um, so that might be one one way forward, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course, online gaming. <laughs> yeah, so should we talk <laughs> like, about some games online and then yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, don't have to uh, don't have to go near anybody. You don't have to touch any components or cards or anything that other people have been coughing and spluttering yeah, on. That's true. That's a, that's a big factor. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So we don't we don't know what's going to happen in the future, but um, things are obviously going to have to change somewhere or another. Mm. So in, in other news, we've been playing Star Realms. We've been playing a competition on the forum uh, against right. each other. So that's drawing to a close now. So I think there's still a couple of games left to go, but we're nearly. We yeah, it's the last round. Yeah. The last round. Yeah, so you've done well again. You've yeah, I'm well. currently prime position to win. I'm topping the table, yeah. and I am two points ahead of my nearest challenger. So if I avoid defeat, I become the champion. And even if I lose, yeah. there's got to be... I'm exactly, rather coincidentally, exactly 100 authority difference. Except 100 <laughs> authority head. Yeah. Um, authority difference-wise. So there'd have to be quite a big swing for me to not be triumphant even if I lost hmm. um, anything's possible yeah I've had some interesting results this uh, this <laughs> in this tournament some yeah surprises, it's been good yeah it's the, it's the first one that I've played in I, I didn't join in the other ones but I'm, I'm glad I did join in on this one because it's been really good fun yeah um, I think I think the stakes because the stakes are a bit higher and you're actually playing you know if you're playing in a longer term competition it makes it a bit more interesting when you're actually playing the game it is yeah it is if, you, if you're just playing fun. you know either online against a random person or if you're just playing Against a computer, you're not bothered if you lose. You know you can try different things, and you just you're just playing to sort of yeah. waste time. But I found that playing, you know, like playing in a competition, it it, it makes you yeah, it makes you stop. You know, take your time a bit more, and maybe plan out your moves a bit more than you would usually. Yeah, that's exactly what I've I've found. I've been going right. What which of the you know even at the start of the game, right, which of these cards should I take? I don't want to end up taking the wrong thing, or mm. you know, what should I do here? What should I do there? But it, yeah. It is, yeah, I mean this is this is the second time. I've been in. I was I was the champion last time, so yes, you were. Yeah, it seems to be one of my better games. Um, I have I have yeah. played it quite a lot. I've only been playing it for about a year or so. No, no, sorry, two yeah. years because we didn't have one last year. Two years ago, the competition, um, mm. which is I mean that one started not long after I started playing the game, really. But I've no year, so but I've been playing it quite a lot since then because it's you know mm. it's a nice way to kill time. You can jump straight in because it's you know there's not it's not got a huge amount of you know rules or complexity. Um, mm. It's you know about as simple as a deckboarding game is going to get with the you're trying to kill the other person <laughs> by yeah, attacking yeah. them. You got attacking, you've got healing yourself, and you have got money, and that's it. <laughs> that's yeah. the three different resources, currencies, whatever if you like of the game. So it's, yeah. you, you buy cards, and you make them better, and then you attack the other person. It's it's very simple, and, mm. and it's got a very nice combo system, which I really, really like. And you know the games can be very varied. I've got quite a few of the expansion packs as well, so that obviously adds. Mm. Quite a few new different cards, so you can. Yeah, I picked up a couple of those as well. Yeah. So yeah. you can, get, you know, mix and match games and swap out some for the ones and things. Yeah, they do. They do add a bit of variety in there. Don't yeah. They? yeah. And then the campaign missions as well. If you've got the digital version, add a bit of difference as well. Yeah, they're they're good fun as well. I quite enjoy doing those. Yeah. A bit of variety, yeah. bit, like different rule sets and starting cards and things. And... Mm. But I just quite like it. Yeah, it's a re- it's a really good app, isn't it? We mentioned it before, but it's good. You never quite know what sort of deck you're going to yeah. end up with. You're going to end up with a lot of red cards or green cards, or you're going to be really damaging. You're going to have a lot of healing. You're going to have make the opponent discard lots of things, mm-hmm. or, or what? It's you know, it's quite nice. But it's quite quick. I mean, it takes five ten minutes to play a game if you play against mm-hmm. the AI. Or if you're doing you know turns after the other sets, mm-hmm. quite nice. So, but I've been thinking that's my moves. But I think I've got a bit lucky as well in the. Uh, in the tournament this year, because I had in the midpoint, in the middle of the season, I had three consecutive games where I got knocked down to one health, um, <laughs> and so the person only needed one more damage to kill me. But they didn't. In fact, the third of those uh, was perhaps the the the, the most unlucky because I was only on eight health at the, uh, before I got knocked down. 
<laughs> so they only, you needed eight damage and you could only do seven, which is so unfortunate. <laughs> um, so I got I got very fortunate because I could easily have lost all three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in each case, I managed to win basically on my next turn or the one after. Pretty much, pretty much the next turn, I think. Um, yeah, so yeah. that that was very fortunate. That could have been very different. Yeah, it seems to be quite well balanced in that once one player gets down to like 10 or below life, that's pretty much the game over then. It, it, there's only like one or more, t- more turns left to go. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Unless you can get your game um, back up. Both, bit, both yeah. decks are ramping up at that point, so either one or the other's going to win. Yeah. You know, at that point. But yeah, it's been it's been good again. Yeah, yeah, it has been good. And I, I quite like the uh, the strategy that other people employ as well. So if you play the AI, yeah. you uh, you kind of get to know... You know what cards it, it it likes to go for, and you know what strategy it goes for. But with it with a human, it's a bit different. You kind of yeah, you, you can't. It's not as predictable, and it's a bit more varied in what the you know what the plans are. Yeah, Some, sometimes it works, sometimes yeah. it doesn't. But yeah, yeah, quite enjoyed that side of it as well. Yeah, that's a good way of keeping occupied in the lockdown as well. It was a good time to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so thanks to Tom, <laughs> was, yeah. really Tom, who uh, set that up. Yeah, he's been doing the tables, and everything. Yeah, thanks, Tom. If last time is anything to go by, I'll probably produce some statistics again. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be, be interesting. Okay, what else have you been playing, Rick? Been playing a few games. Um, uh, like I say, a couple online, a couple with with Tracy. Uh, one game that I played recently that I really enjoyed is one called Twilight Struggle. The, the actual board game itself is from two thousand and five, uh, designed by um, Ananda Gupta and Jason Matthews. Takes between one hundred twenty and one hundred eighty minutes. But I think it's a lot shorter online. I don't think it takes that long online. Um, I've actually played the app version. So um, there's an app, which is nice. It's all got like nice music and sound effects and stuff. And it's all, all nice graphics and all the cards are in there, all the artwork and everything. So I've played that a couple of times online. It's uh, a game, a two-player game. It's just two-player. And it's um, about the Cold War between the Soviet Union and the United States. If you look at the board and you just look at this in passing, it looks like a war game. Uh, you know those really old-fashioned ones with like hexes mm. on and like little square counters. <laughs> it looks like one of those, but yeah. it's not. It's nothing like that really. It's uh, more of a car, uh, sort of. It's driven by the cards really. It's, uh, it's the three deck of cards: early game, early war, sorry, mid war, and late war. So you start off with the early war ones, and then you move on to the to the mid war ones. Mm-hmm. And each card is pretty much unique and has multiple. Uh, users, so you can use it to put influence out on the board, and you're trying to control certain areas of the board. You can use it for the events, so each card has its own specific event that'll do like major things. Mm-hmm. You can use it to put towards a space race. There's like a space race track at the top. But the the, the interesting thing about it is quite a kind of a bit of back and forth because when you use a card for an, uh, for influence, let's say for example, you your opponent will get something out of it as well. So there are three different kinds of cards. There's uh, Soviet cards, United States cards, and then neutral ones, which either side can use. Mm-hmm. So if I'm playing the United States and I use a Soviet Union card, they get to use the event, which is usually pretty good on their uh, okay. on their side. And similarly, if they play one that's a United States one, I'll get the benefit of the event. So yeah, right. every time you put some uh, put some influence out on the board, you're giving your opponent a little bit of a leeway and a bit of an edge as well on that okay. on that direction. Uh, so it is. It is a struggle. It's like um, uh, you know, I'm doing something good for myself, but I'm giving you a little bit as well. Um, and yeah, kind of how to plan it out so that it doesn't. You know, they don't get as much out of it as you do. There's also another interesting thing about it is that there's different ways to win the game as well. 
Mm-hmm. So in the early game, I didn't know this, but um, Christos, who I was playing against, he explained this to me. In the early game, if you if you're playing the Soviet Union, if they get control of Europe, they just automatically win. Yeah, so right. it can be over in like half an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's a race to twenty points. So if somebody gets twenty points, you win. Uh, if you cause a nuclear war, you lose automatically. So there's certain cards that will. There's yeah. a death contract at the top that drops down, and um, yeah. if you play certain cards, that'll that'll cause you to lose the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, there's some uh, game-ending cards in the end game as well. So towards the end of the war, you get some cards where you can just automatically win as well. So okay. you can win by playing it out and getting the twenty points, but um, you can also win by you know just jumping ahead and and, and okay. hitting one of these other uh, these other triggers. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I thought it was a fantastic game. I'm not really, uh, I'm not really much for one for politics and history and things like that. But uh, I found the theme is is really good and really interesting, uh, and it kind of encouraged me to wiki Wikipedia some of the cards, you know, to see what uh, a bit okay. of the history behind yeah, them and yeah. stuff because they're all based on real events. So um, you can look up the history of them and find out, you know, a bit more information about them. Um, it's ranked number eight on Board Game Geek, so it's the number eight. Best game, yeah. board game, according to Board Game Geek. So, so it's really popular. A lot of people like it, and um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a really good game. I really enjoyed it. Good. Uh, I, I've never actually played it because I think really it's the the theme puts me off a bit. I'm not much of a. I'm not really into war as a theme. No, no, really, me either. Um, that, that's probably one of the reasons I was I've never played the real game. I've only played it online um, because of the, the the theme of it and the you know the the. Uh, the background of it, it, it never really appealed to me. But when I actually got to play it, I did find that okay. uh, I found it, you know, interesting and and quite um, quite thematic, based on you know you're not just playing cards, you're you're actually doing the things that it says on the cards, and they and they do affect the game. Okay. You, you know, in the, in the way that the cards would the car, the cards would uh-huh. you'd expect them yeah. to in the game itself. So it, you know, I mean, it affects the mechanics the way that you'd expect it to. So okay. Um, but it's a, yeah, it's, it's really interesting, and uh, I, I really enjoyed it, and I, I'm probably going to play it again at some point. Okay. Um, I think the online one is a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, it says on the board game geek there is 120 to 180 minutes. Uh, we played two games in about two hours. Okay. Uh, we played, so we played we played one game, and then we played play again straight afterwards. So it's a lot okay. quicker online. Yeah, uh, playing yeah, on the app. Still a lot of the micromanagement. There's a lot of yeah tracking of counters and uh, influences and stuff that I think slows it down a little bit. Yeah, uh, which you don't get online. It obviously does all that and it does all the scoring and everything yeah. for everything for you as well. So it is a lot quicker on uh, online. And yeah, that's probably true of a lot of games though. Really, the, yeah, the yeah. Ones because you don't have to do the shuffling or the yeah. management or the setup or the whatever. So. Yeah, yeah, it takes a lot of care of all that for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, worth worth checking out if you, if you get a chance, um, especially on the app. Um, you can play against the AI, you can play against a computer, or you can play against human human opponents. Um, so yeah, definitely check that one out. Good. I've been playing mostly on Board Game Arena and with my girlfriend. Um, mm-hmm. Well, for a bit we went through you know the cycle of various games we knew, like in Domino and Stone Age and um, mm. things like that, but after a while, we kind of got all, we're getting a little bit bored of them because um, it was about eight or nine games or something that we were playing. Um, from there's about 180 on there now, and so we looked. We sort of had a look around for some, had a look at you know what games they got and to see if we could look, learn some new games. And uh, one we came across um, is a game called Sobek, which is by GameWorks. It says on the box, came out in 2010. It's two to four, but it's designed by Bruno Cathala actually. Ah. Okay. Um, published by Asmodee and Gameworks, two to four players, and it is 
essentially like a set collection game, really. Um, at the beginning of the game, you get there's a row of nine cards that gets laid out, um, and each round has that one of those rows. Or you go through the whole row, then it gets repeated about five times, mm. and that's one round. And the game lasts three of those, although it can finish after the second one, potentially. So on your turn, you've got this row of nine cards, and they all have sort of a different type of good on them, basically. The, the theme mm. is kind of trading in ancient Egypt at the markets. So they've got things like fish or marble or ebony or cattle or whatever, things like that. Mm. And on your turn, you, you choose one of the four leftmost cards in the row. If you take the first one, there's no penalty. If you take the second, third or fourth one, then any cards you didn't take to the left of the one you took go in your corruption pile, and that's that's bad. Mm. You want that to be as small as possible, because at the end of the round, the person with the most corruption will lose probably quite a lot of points. <laughs> you'll, you'll lose um, an amount of points based on how many points you've got. And the scoreboard has got different symbols on it. He's got, I think there's, well, there's a blank one, but then there's four different symbols on it. There's a scarab and a snake and a, something else. And so you go back, if you see, if you, after you've done your scoring, if you've landed on a scarab, um, say, then you'd move back a certain number of scarabs based on how many points you scored that round. And you move back one thing for every ten points you scored in the round. So mm. you can suddenly lose a lot of points if you get corruption. So you don't really want that. But then there are ways of potentially getting rid of it. Mm. Um, because as well as the goods cards, there are also character cards which do various things. So they might get rid of some corruption from your corruption pile, get rid of all the cards of one resource type, for example. Um, or they do all the things like, I need to take a card from anywhere in a row, or forcing an opponent to discard cards to go to their corruption pile, mm. things like that. And then so you're collecting these cards, and the idea is when you've got at least three that are of the same type, um, you can put them down um, as a set, um, to score points, and it's the, the set scores points for the number of cards in the set multiplied by the number of scarabs on those cards in total. The different sets have got different values, mm. so they go from one scarab to three scarabs. Uh, although not all mm-hmm. cards of that good type will have scarabs on, so the fish ones have got say one scarab on, but you'll have some with one and some with none. Mm. Um, so you, you might end up with I don't know six cards of which there are four have got one scarab, so that would be four times six is twenty-four points for that set. All right, yeah. And that's one thing I quite like, actually. I like the scoring system where you have something multiplied by something else because mm. you can sort of, if you get the right combination of things, you can suddenly get quite a lot of points from it, which is quite good. I mean, in a way, it's a bit like the King Domino scoring system of size of area times crowns of area. It's a bit like that. Mm. Size of set times scarabs in set. And there is also a, a card called Amulet, which basically is like a wild card that can go in any set. It doesn't have any scarabs on it, but it obviously increases the size of the set. And then... Once you put set down, it's not necessarily finished because you could add to it later if you've got another three cards that go on it. And then there's a character that allows you to add one or two instead of needing the full three to extend the set. So that's quite good. But yeah, that's that's basically it. So then the game ends when you've had so you go you have the first round row of nine cards, then you have another one, then another one until the decks run out. And it's a when you're a two-player game, you take you have one. I think there's you would have six of those, but in a two-player game, you have five. You take nine cards off the top of the deck, so you don't quite use them all, which is a little bit of variety. And then you would say that would be one round, and then you do that twice more. Um, unless someone's got more than 100 points after round two, which case whoever's got the most points wins at that point. Otherwise you go into third round, then it's most points wins again. But, um, I mean, it's, it's not hard to get points. I've, on one occasion, I had a, a, over 100 points after the first round, never mind the second one. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, but we still have to do the second round. But it depends whether you're... It, it can depend whether or not you get corruption quite a bit. So avoiding that, it's basically mm. whoever's got the most corruption gets the corruption. So as long as you've not got the most, you're fine. 
there's also when you put sets down the first five times people put sets down you can take a token which gives you a little extra bonus so it might be putting a couple of extra scarabs in a, a low value set or taking all the cards out of your corruption pile which is quite nice or giving somebody two extra corruption mm. as a token or moving somebody your score forward to the next of a symbol moving the other person's score back or everyone else to go back to the the previous one of the same symbol things like that um, mm. or have another turn is another one um, but you don't know what they are at the start of each round because you get you get five each round and they're face down and then when you put a set down for the first time you can look at the ones that are there um, so then you'll know from then on and then you get different ones that you know there's about I think you get probably get them all across the three rounds of the game because there's about 15 of those so um, yeah but it's quite nice it's quite and it's, again it's fairly reasonably quick playing I mean online it was taking mm. us maybe 20 minutes for a game and, and do you just play two player or do you, do you like play with other people yeah I've just been playing that two player I, I, um, no we've been playing yeah. two player I mean you can play with other people we tend to just play right. games don't we I mean occasionally we have games with other people we have a big game of six nymph too yeah. it's quite good um, but usually it's just games yeah. But yeah, I've quite like that one because it's, it's nice and simple. There's not too much to it, but I like there's a good... But should I take this card? Should I do that? What sets do I want to try and get? Can I get loads of points mm. for this set? Do I want to get corruption there? Do, can I get that character card? Because you can sort of see with two-player, if you're just taking alternatively, alternatively I'm going to get that one and that one and that one and that one. Do I want them? Am I going to... And of course, if somebody doesn't take mm. one and does something else instead, then suddenly you're getting different cards. And I don't know. It was, it's quite nice. Mm. It's quite simple. But there's, there's a fair bit of tactics. Yeah, I've not heard of that one. I'll have to have a look at that. It's, uh, yeah, it looks all right. Yes, I hadn't before we before we came across it. It's uh, yeah. It's uh, it's quite an old one. It's uh, it's from well, it's not old. <laughs> it's from 2010. 2010. So it's, yeah. it's ten years old. Um, it's not one that I've seen in real life. It's not one that I've uh, played. No, anything. me neither. Me neither. Uh, that's a good thing about yeah. Board Game Arena. You can you can try some of these, can't you? You can try some of the games and see what they're like. And yeah, there's quite a lot on there that I've not yeah. come across before. It's quite a nice little uh, game. It's got some you know. It's not, you can get quite big scores in it, which I quite I, I, I mm, don't know why yeah. I quite like that in the game. I quite like games where you sort of feel like if you've done well, you've, you know, you're going to have a score that kind of you know matches that. Yeah, that reflects it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sort of reflects that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. And I quite like that. I quite like sort of feeling like yeah, when you, if you're doing well, your your end situation sort of reflect that somehow. Yeah. It's, it's all fun annoying. If you're doing really really well, then you've won by two points. Yeah. <laughs> the game was just artificially close. It's a bit like. Mm, I've yeah. all that effort in to win by two, and I've only done slightly better than somebody who didn't put anywhere near as much effort in. It's still a bit, eh, yeah. why did I bother? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, it keeps it close and you don't end up destroying everybody, but yeah. there should be at least some of that, I think. Mm. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Just, no, it's fun, isn't it? It's fun uh, having it sort of build up and just score loads of points in one, you know, like have a massive turn and you get everything in one go, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've got 60 points for a set before. Depends what which cards you get and things. Oh, I might have to check one out. Yeah, sounds good. Quite nice, yeah. Uh, well, another game that I wanted to talk about is another Bruno Cathal game, funnily okay. enough, one called King Domino, which you mentioned oh, yes. already. Yes. Um, I think we might have talked about this before. We have, um, I think, yeah. But um, I've been playing it uh, with Tracy, a two-player. Um, I've played it at the club a few times. I've played it four-player, and I, I didn't think it would really work as a two-player game. But I read the instructions and I thought, oh, I'll get it out and we'll give it a go and see what, what uh, you know, if Tracy likes it. She, she generally likes kind of tiling games, you know, where you build something up and you lay tiles down and you have to find the right, you know, place yeah. to put them and things like that. So she generally likes those kind of games. And uh, so we gave it a go, gave King Domino, King Domino a go, and it, it works really well. It works surprisingly well. It's uh, it's a really good uh, two-player game. Yeah, I can't uh, possibly concur. You get, um, you get two kings instead of just the one that you normally get. And you still get the four... Uh, the choice of four dominoes, which one you want, um, but you get uh, you get two of those, and then your opponent will get the other two. 
and then uh, four more come out, and you can you can pick which one of the other one. You're basically trying to build up a uh, build up a, a five by five grid of uh, of dominoes that all link together and score your points. Yeah. So there's different land types. Uh, some of them have a crown on one of the tiles, or maybe more than one crown. And at the end of the game, you multiply the crowns by the number of squares of that land type that are adjacent to each other, and that's your score. Yeah, you're a bit of a fan of this, don't you? You've got the expansion, and uh, I think I played Queen Domino at the club as well. Yeah, we all get to because I yeah. talked about the expansion on the previous episode. So I've only got the base game, but, uh, which um, I think for me is is fine, but I probably would want the expansion uh, to play it more than you know a few times to to get a bit more enjoyment out of a bit of variety in there. Yeah, in fact, actually, it was you that actually introduced me to the game because we played it. Um, oh yeah. I think it was two years ago when uh, everyone else was at the mm. UK Games Expo at the sort of the yeah. rather small June Sunday session. Yeah, um, possibly. Yeah, because yeah. I think you just bought it. I think so. It, uh, it did just come out then. Yeah, it's one of those quick uh, filler type games. It doesn't take very long. Probably takes about fifteen minutes if you're playing two player. Probably take a bit longer if you're playing three or four player. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's what we usually do as well. Is we um, we add a bit of strategy to it. Strategy to it because there's forty eight tiles in the box and you play with 24 yeah so what we do is we play the other 24 and then we'll put those aside and then uh, play with the next 24 the other set of tiles uh, okay. so we know yeah. some of the tiles which have come out already uh, uh and you can kind of work out uh, okay so you can kind yeah, of if some yeah. if some are going to be more common than other ones which adds a little bit to it yeah tracy just likes putting you know putting them all <laughs> trying to trying to make a perfect square and you know trying to get the most score out of it yeah but, um, yeah, I quite enjoyed doing that. It's quite a nice challenge because it's always it's always a bit different because of the order they come out and which ones you're going to get. You uh, you try to put these dominoes together in this certain rules about where you can place them, and and you can't you, you know you have to place it next to adjacent uh, land types that are the same. Same, yeah. As long as one side of one of the squares, one that matches, the same, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you uh, if you're not careful, you can kind of miss out on the last tile because you might have one square at the bottom of the, your map and the bottom one at the top where you can't actually fill it in yeah, once you've yeah. played it a couple of times you know it's quite easy to avoid that but the first few times you play it it's um, yeah, it's something you just need to look out for but it's easy to easy to get around it once you've you know played it a couple of times uh, yeah. the expansion adds quite a lot to it doesn't it it adds uh, giants that you can move around and yeah. place on other people's land depending on the air that will, so it has a few extra tiles that, add, that will make giants come out or will chase giants mm. away to other people mm. Um, and you get that nice um, box to put them all in. Yeah, put the box the is quite useful. They come out. It works really well actually. They come out and bottom quite nicely. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we've played it a few times and we, we've quite enjoyed it. Uh, like I say, for two players, it is really quick. It plays fifteen twenty minutes. Um, I think we might give it a go. There's a there's a couple of variants in the box where you can build a seven by seven grid instead. Yeah, I I highly recommend the seven by seven. That's um, it's King Domino is my mine and Zoe's most played game on board game arena by some distance. Yeah. Um, it's one of her favourite games at the moment, um, and we've played it almost every time we've been on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've played. I mean, I I joined about what was it, about two months ago. I've been on board game arena about two months. I must have played it about sixty times mm. nearly wow. in that time. <laughs> uh, she's played it a bit more than me because she's sometimes plays against other people and um, we're not chatting yeah. other times. Um, but we always put seven by seven on because it's you use all the tiles and it's a much you know you've got a, you've got yeah, a bigger yeah. space to work with so you can you've got a bit more you know there's, there's, you're not going to run out of space as easily mm. and you've got you know you can get bigger areas and so you get bigger scores obviously yeah, yeah. I might give that usually go, into yeah. the one hundreds very occasionally into the two hundreds mm. but it's it's definitely a slightly different challenge but mm. you know it's really really good I mean I, I don't think I'd play two player 
um, with a five by five. I mean, maybe doing half of them and half of the other ones, mm-hmm. but that that would only work if you've got the physical game. Yeah, I don't yeah. think there's an option for that board game. Um, and there's not a book in Arena, and there's no expansions on there either. Right. But you can put the, the Harmony and the Middle Castle on, which we always have them as well. Mm. But yeah, it's really good, because it is... As much as it doesn't seem like there's much there, it, you know, each game is quite... is different. Yeah, it is, yeah. different enough yeah. to be, you know, a quick game every every so often. You want to sort of play ten games in a row, mm. but we play them only once a day, once every other day. Yeah. And that's been fine. It's quite, it's quite a good, you know... Again, it's one... You, you get very used to the rules, so you can just jump straight in, you know exactly what you're doing, mm. which tower shall I have? Shall I go for that one, because it's got some crowns? Shall I go for that one, because it's the top and it can be first choice next time? Yeah. Do I want this? Do I want to go for that crown? And then there's the bit about, oh, bugger, I put that in the wrong place and I've completely screwed myself. Yeah. And no, that's, they're, they're miles, oh, that goes with those two things, but they're miles apart. Help. Yeah. Can I get this forest all around here so it joins up with this other bit of forest I've got? Yeah, it is nice. Uh, well, one thing I wanted to mention as well is the artwork. Um, it's it's, yeah, it's yeah. really it's really well designed graphically, uh, looking from a distance. Yeah. The, the tiles are really easy to tell apart. But if you look yeah. uh, if you look closely at them, they've all got, they've, well, some of them have got like funny little things on them. So the, yeah. the stuff that I'm spotting now that um, you know I've not I've, I've had, like say I've had yeah. the game for probably a couple of years now since it came out and there's still stuff I'm spotting on there that you know hidden in the little pictures yeah. that are, that are quite funny yeah. and like there's a guy fighting a spider in the forest and there's like a guy walking with some massive boots on and stuff it's <laughs> yeah there's some co- there's some cool stuff in there I mean I've seen I've seen like the the, the dragon shadow and the Nessie shadow yeah yeah. On, um, but not. Yeah, have a look at the details in the uh, in the pictures the next time you play it. So it's quite good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's uh, that's what another game we'll be playing. That is King Domino. Yes, uh, another new one uh, to me and my girlfriend came across that we've since played quite a lot. And again, it's a game that's completely new to me that I hadn't come across at all before, mm-hmm. physically or digitally. It's a game called Dragonheart, and this is a two-player only game. And hang on, who's it by? Dragon. Heart came again. It came out in 2010. Um, it is by Rudy Dawn and it's published by Cosmos. It's kind of a hand management point scoring game. So there's, there's a basically there's a board, and then each player gets a set of 50 cards, which are basically the same set of 50 cards each. And you shuffle them, and you start with five in your hand. Um, and then the board has about, it's about nine or ten places to put cards on. Hmm. So you've got things like the Huntress and the the troll it's kind of the idea is you sort of fighting this the, the, the sort of the the theme is like you're fighting this kind of fantasy war type thing mm. you're sort of two sides of this war you've got like the huntress and dragons and treasure and things like that mm. and the idea is that generally is that putting cards in certain places means you can take cards from other places but of course you've got to put the cards in those places to be able to take them in the first place mm. um so things like the treasure and to the somewhere else i think it's the petrified dragon space a couple of spaces where you put cards on they don't do anything. They're just there to then be taken. But it is, it's, it's sort of quite good. So you've got, I think it's the sorceress can take cards from two different spaces. Then there's the, the troll which can which can take the sorceress cards. Then you've got the knight as well, which then takes the, either the sorceress or the troll. And then you've also got the dragon which takes the treasure as well as the sorceress taking the treasure. And then you've got the huntress which takes the dragon. <laughs> so you've got cards that take cards that take all the cards. Mm-hmm in different combinations and chains and things, which is quite good. But also, some spaces, you know, if you put one card there, it then it takes them. Other spaces need two or three or even four cards um, before they actually, you know, before the taking is actually activates. So, for example, you need three Huntress cards to take whatever's on the Dragon space. But then you get all the cards that were on there, which is quite nice. So it, it doesn't, you know, 
so on the spaces where it's just one card, that doesn't mean it's full. Um, that just means there's a card there. So that you can end up taking a big stack of cards if you if you do it right. Mm. But it's quite good because there's a bit of balance about shall I shall I pull that on there? Because if I put that on there, they might they might have one that then completes that, so then they take what's on there. Shall I put that on there? Because they might just nick it straight away. Can I do this? Can I do that? And then the the game carries on. There's um, a section with three ships, and basically. When you fill that up, you take the Huntresses and the Knights, go to like a little discard pile type thing, and if you put the three ships down, you get all the ones that are in there, which can often be quite a few cards. And when you put three ships down three times, it, that's the last turn, and the other person has a turn, I think, and then it ends. Mm. Or if somebody's deck completely runs out, <laughs> then it ends as well, um, which has happened a handful of times um, when we've played it. But it's really nice. Um, it's a little two-player game. I mean, again, it's sort of 15, 20 minutes. Mm. Oh, if I, actually, online, it's been taking us probably 10 minutes at the most, actually, because we've been whizzing through it. You know, because the turn is, I'm going to play, you play one or more cards of the same type to a particular space, mm. and that's your turn, and then take any cards that you're allowed to take, if there are any. So it's kind of, so which you've got a decision as to which cards do you put down. The, other, the only slight other thing is that there's a one space is the Petrified Dragon space, and if you if you take, put the card down, as you take from there, you get a little dragon thing, that means you've got an extra card in your hand and you get three points for it at the end but then if somebody else takes some dragons they, they get the other person takes some dragons they get the little figure and the six card thing and whatever mm. and then whoever ends up with it gets three extra points um, that's a little bit of a to the wall thing and then the scoring is when you take cards they've got numbers on from one to four and you get that many points for that card and then it's most points at the end is the winner but it's quite nice because y- you can sort of I'm going to go there. Oh, I've grabbed all those cards. Yay. Yeah. Um, or you go, oh, I don't want to go there because they might, well, they could probably do that. If I go there, then they could do that. If I go here, then they can do that. Help. What do I play? <laughs> or you go, well, this isn't very helpful. Like, all I've got is the same card four times. This isn't very useful. <laughs> and so it's about trying to, you know, kind of almost like seed the board a bit. So I'm going to put that there and that there. So then I can take that one. Then I can take this. Mm. But hoping the other person doesn't take them in the meantime. You can say, I've got that one and that one, so I can put that one down and hopefully take it with that one on my next turn if they don't take it in the meantime. Yeah. <laughs> Which is quite good. But it's a nice little two, it's two player only. Yeah. It's really nice. I, uh, yeah, I'm just having a look at the pictures on this. Um, it does look really nice. It looks like a fantasy kind of Lord of the Rings kind of artwork on it. It looks really good. Yeah, it's fantasy kind of. Yeah. Uh, looking at the board, it's got like little arrows on as well. Are the, are the arrows tell you what? Yeah, that's, that's the cards yeah. that take the different yeah, things. Yeah. So the, yeah, the card you know, takes that, takes that. There's a bit of yeah. this takes this takes this that takes that, and then they go down there. The two the two are curving arrows, so they go down there when they're being used. So do you do you yeah. have like your own cards, or is it just like one deck and you get dealt cards? Yeah, each each player each player has their own identical fifty card deck. Ah, okay, yeah. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's a nice little game which we just we just came across. Oh, I was just browsing yeah. the games and saw that, found this one and looked at it. Thought well, that's quite nice actually. Yeah. And a quick read of the rules and thought that's quite simple and quite quite clever. So if you're if you're looking for a game and you've not played it before, uh, what, what do you do? Do you look at a video to, uh, like how to play, or do you just download? Well, I have the rules a look at the or... game on the on uh, on board game arena, and then we look at the mm. rules and see, you know, have a look at what it looks like on board game arena and what the rules right. are, and yeah, go. Does this look like something I would perhaps want to learn at this point? Right, um, right. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. So I probably wouldn't yeah. want to learn something that's you know horrifically long. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, you know, like this one and Sobek were both fairly short and fairly easy to pick up. So yeah. it was, you know, I mean, we once we played this a couple of times, we got the hang of it. Um, and again, it's, you can just go straight to it and know exactly what you're doing. Right, I'm going to put this mm. one here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to. But there's quite a bit of interaction and strategy in that one. Yeah, that was cool. I like the look of that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've, we've had quite a few times we've played it sort of two or three yeah. times in a row because um, we played it you know, very quick. 
That's another one I need to check out. <laughs> I wonder if these are yeah. still available anywhere. I wonder if you can pick them up. Probably. They're probably around somewhere. Yeah. So, I mean, those two are both on Board Game Arena, so you can give them, give them a try. Yes. Very good. Yeah, so question of the week. Uh, do, do you play any fighting fantasy games? So the the, uh, the fighting fantasy games are the choose-your-own-adventure books you probably remember from when you were a kid. <laughs> I do. Certainly had a few when I was when I was younger. Uh, the reason that I put this on here was because I went to uh, a book signing by Ian Livingston, who's obviously oh, yeah. the author of with yeah. Steve Jackson of one of the um, uh, one of the original ones. But there are absolutely loads now. You know, there's different uh, different authors. Joe um, Joe Denver, I think, does a few. Yeah, the Lone Wolf series is a separate one. There's yeah. quite a few modern ones out. Yeah, they do the Lone Wolf ones. There's um, Ninja type ones. There's uh, Apocalypse ones is all sorts, and, and the, the, that kind of system is making its way into board games as well a little bit now. So a lot, so well, some big games have like a big book, don't they? You can go down and with the, yeah, the seventh content in particular. If you do this, then turn to this page and read this paragraph, and this happens. Uh, and the, the escape room games are kind of based on a similar yeah. sort of thing as well, where you, you know, if you do a certain thing, you'll go on to a next bit, which will give you something else. Yeah, and then so, the seventh content, which is choose your own path, so you decide what you're going to do, and that's. Almost the I've most. I've not played that one, but uh, yeah, that looks quite quite good. Yeah, in depth, in depth me and my girlfriend have played through a lot of one of the one of the curses. Um, it was quite it was quite good fun. So sort of, you know, because it's cooperative, so you're deciding together where you want mm. to go, which card you want to do, and do you want to explore this or do this or do that, and you're trying to manage your health and using items and things. It's it is quite like a one of those in kind of. Type one, sort of a fighting fantasy type book mm. in in game form. Well, there's there's not as much there's not that much combat. In fact, we've not really had any combat um, yet, but there is. I know there is certainly some because there's various creatures and things. Mm. I've only had a little bit, but um, that's perhaps where it differs the most. But um, there's a lot more sort of exploration and survival than mm. perhaps there would be in a fighting fantasy book or a lone wolf or whatever. So these these books are still in print. You can still uh, you can still get them now. Uh, and like I said, there are modern ones coming out as well. There are new ones that are coming out. Yeah, there's mo- the uh, modern. There's there, mod- there are reprints and special out, collectors editions that you can get. Yeah, I think the original ones are a bit hard mm. to find. I mean, I got lucky because about I think it was what was it about five and a half years ago, I found and bought a job lot on eBay all right. <laughs> of all of the original gold gold title thingy wow. um, fighting fantasy books yeah. from one to I think it was one to fifty one I think it was something like that. Yeah. And so I've got the well, I've swapped out one or two because I had some already and mm. I've had a better version of another one. Um, so I've got the wall on a shelf downstairs with a couple of D6 bookends which I found last year. Oh wow, it's quite nice, <laughs> rather appropriate. Yeah. So yeah, but I've, I've only played I've only played a few of them though. Yeah, I've, I've played a few, <laughs> um, but I've not I've never actually finished one. <laughs> not without cheating anyway. I've I finished I started trying to sort of do them in order. I don't know if I've actually quite. I think I've sort of finished a well well I know I finished I might have finished two or three maybe I'm not sure. Um, the first one the wall like a fight on the mountain I've kind of. I mean, I finished, I slightly cheated because I'd, because I'd gone through it a few times before I actually finished it, and I sort of had to do, I think I sort of, you know, found something on a previous attempt to know which page to turn to at some point. Because I think part of that is you've got to find three numbers to tell you which page to turn to eventually or something. Uh, there's, okay. there's bits about slightly cheated in the sense that I did something that I should have been able to do if I was only using the information <laughs> gained on that run. I think I'd yeah. used sort of information or something I'd gained, you know, on a prior run to... Yeah, on a previous play. ...jump slightly or... You know, know where I was supposed to go when I shouldn't be guessing or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Uh, the second one, I've tried many times and not, not got anywhere near. 
finishing uh, it. Keep it's going. usually the combat that gets me. It's usually the yeah. fighting the monsters. I, I, I can never kind of get the dice to roll in my favour enough to win. <laughs> and I think um, you have yeah, to sort of hunt around tricky. for potions and stuff to get your health back, don't you? I kind of yeah. miss all those, so I don't get yeah. very far in them. But I do, I do enjoy playing them. I, I yeah. enjoy getting one out every now and then and just getting a you know a pad and a couple yeah. of dice and I'm working my way through it. I've, I've introduced a couple of friends to them and included my girlfriends, and they seem to like yeah. them, so... Uh, any um, particular favourites? Um, I mean, I've not played many of them. The second one, actually, even though I've struggled with it, I quite like. There's quite a lot of good choices in it, and things, different places to go, and all kinds of passages and stuff. It seems quite full of stuff, mm. um, which is quite nice. Um, another one I remember was I think it's number eleven, something like the House of Hell, which is sort of set in this kind of like you know, almost a stereotypical kind of fantasy horror house of horror type thing. Mm. You, you sort of you know, any to put it because you, your cars broke down or whatever. It was kind of a very standard opening of you broke down. You found this really spooky house, and you're trying to you start just outside it, and the whole thing's in in yeah. his house trying to escape it or whatever. So that was you know, I don't know. That wanted to work quite well. Um, I, I quite like the science fiction. So um, one of my favourites was the Starship Traveller one. Okay, that was yeah. a good one. Very very Star Trek based. Um, okay. Obviously based on that kind of theme and you know the, the similar sort of yeah. characters and things like that. That was a that was a good fun one. Yeah, uh, travelling around the galaxy. I can't remember the exact story now, but you were. Uh, After yeah. I'm not I've not tried a sci-fi one yet, so I'll, I'll have to. Um, and then another one that I've played recently is Blood of the Zombies. This is a, one of the newer ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a vague book. That's quite a... It's, it's not the last one, maybe the one before, I think, that he, okay. that he wrote. Um, th- this is slightly different in that um, you, you kind of... You, you're killing zombies. So zo- zombies traditionally in like D&D and stuff, they're, they're yeah. you know, the, the level one monsters that you can just <laughs> poke with a sword and kill them. <laughs> yeah, they're quite <laughs> they're, slow. They're, they're a step up from rats, basically. So yeah. <laughs> this, this one, this game book, it's, it's quite interesting because it changes the rules slightly. You you get scored on uh, how many zombies you've killed. So you get like attacked by six or seven zombies at a time and then you have to kill, you know, so, so many and then it, that's that helps you out sort of later on. So that, okay. that interesting. It, it was quite interesting that the stories, yeah. you know, um, Fighting these zombies in a modern in a modern kind of setting, but you, you, okay. the rules are slightly different in that one, so that was quite interesting. Quite enjoyed that one. Yeah, I think in the um, one of my favourite facts, more more generally about the series, something I found out not that long ago. Um, of course, they're written by Ian Livingstone and Steve Jackson, mm. and there is a, of course a Steve Jackson who's fairly well known in bookhead circles, you know, designer of Munchkin, etc. That's mm. Steve Jackson, and so there's uh-huh. a bit of from what I'm aware of. People often think that that's the same Steve Jackson that's written the fighting fantasy books, um, except it's not. It's actually a, another a British uh, Steve, another, another a completely different Steve Jackson. Who, um, is it? I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I thought it's it was a, the same person. No, it's not the same person actually. Uh. Which I discovered. Um, <laughs> it's another completely different Steve Jackson who wrote yeah. in Livingston. Um, but what's quite funny is. It is a completely different Steve Jackson, apart from three of the books, I can't remember which three, which are written by the Steve Jackson of Munchkin fame. <laughs> but of course it's the That's same confusing. name, so you've got no idea, no way of knowing that. Yeah. I think it's quite yeah. funny. It's not written by Steve Jackson, it's actually written by Steve Jackson. Yeah. No, it's a different Steve Jackson. So some of the same Steve Jackson are one Steve Jackson, and some of the same Steve Jackson are a different Steve Jackson. <laughs> which I think is quite brilliant. Yeah. I, I, I can't remember, I can't for the life remember which three, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just find that quite an amusing fact. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a that, yeah. Uh, it's a good good way to pass on the time, isn't it? Uh, an hour or two to yeah. play a couple of those. Yeah. Uh, I think even the older ones hold up uh, hold up quite well as well today. They can still read them and, and enjoy them. Yeah, and play, yeah the, definitely. play through them just as well as you did. 
15, yeah, 20 years ago when it first yeah. came out. Certainly. Yeah, I need to see your collection at some point as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once we're uh, once we're let, we're let out and everything's back to normal. Yeah. yeah. I'll uh, I'll, I'll uh, better yeah. hold you to that one. <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, uh, thank you for joining me. Thanks for chatting to me today, Samuel. It's been uh, yeah, a pleasure as always. welcome. It's been fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank you. Uh, if you want to play games with us or if you want to join us online for any gaming, uh, have a look at the forums. That's probably the best shot. Uh, Uh You can find us on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on Instagram. Have a look at all those places. Come and say hello. Hopefully things will get back to normal and we'll, uh, we'll see you again soon. So until then, keep safe, keep well. And uh, speak to you again soon. Okay, so bye bye for now. Bye. Bye.